Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. The podcast all about getting people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, and the music that have soundtracked their journey. So join me as we open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by the phenomenal mental health advocate and communication and confidence coach, Jack Ravel. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's a lovely. I you know what I love waffles, and so uh, I'm hoping that there's going to be uh, you know some real waffles as well as some awesome uh, voice waffles as well today. I'm going to set my stall out straight away. You are going to be heavily disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll put the maple syrup away now. Then, shall I? Yeah. <laughs> After disclaimer, yes, no actual waffles are used in this <laughs> recording. Um, th- yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Like, I've recently caught up with your journey, and obviously, you've just completed a phenomenal thing for you know the incredible mind. I think it's probably the perfect place to start for anyone who you know who wants to get to know more about you and what you do because I, I'm blown away by what you've actually done for this incredible charity. So I'm kind of going to throw it over to you, if that's okay. Absolutely fine. Yeah, no problem <laughs> at all. So um, yeah, last Saturday, uh, the 13th of March, we sort of, well, I ran 100 kilometers in a day um, through the streets of London, uh, attempting to 
basically put one foot in front of the other in aid of mental health awareness. Um, and the reason I did this was because I wanted to highlight the fact that as a result of the pandemic, we've all been affected by you know, the lockdowns and the restrictions and the losing of jobs and losing of not seeing our friends. And this has had a huge impact on our mental health. Now, there's been people that I've known who have had it a lot worse than others. And there's some people that have maybe not had it at all. But ultimately, the pandemic has affected us in every single way. Uh, and and it's, if there's someone that hasn't been affected by it, I'd love to meet them because yeah. you know, I think that it has really, really affected us as a, as a, as a, as a world. So what I, what I looked at and thought is, you know, as a, as, a, as a mental health topic, I struggled with it at the very beginning of lockdown because my background is actually in the entertainment world. I've been a sort of modeling, presenting and acting for about 12 yeah. years. And overnight, my industry basically died. You know, yeah. it was just not there anymore. So I was in this kind of weird sort of limbo place where I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know whether it was going to come back in next week or next month or whether at all. And so I kind of went through this weird roller coaster effect of, on, in my own mental health state of like, oh, well, maybe I'm going to treat this like a bit of a, bit of a holiday, you know, yeah. and sort of with then, you know, as I'm sure most people were back then kind of like, oh, great. We just got like furlough of work and- from home. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Like this little like, oh, you can do what I want kind of vibe. Exactly. And so, you know, there was day and obviously the summer was kind of just creeping in. So there was good weather and we could just go outside and, and you know, I was having sort of beers on the roof and, and you know, going for walks and it was great. Yeah. But then after a while that started to wear off as things do. And, and I started to really suffer with not feeling like I was in myself and I felt really kind of no, no motivation, no productivity. And, you know, for people that that have known me for a long time that's definitely a big part of my personality I'm yeah. very ex ex excited and enthusiastic about stuff and so for me to be kind of like a bit meh all day was was not, something not, not quite right that was exactly yeah. and I recognized that and so um what I found was actually exercise and running was something that really kind of helped me keep on a, like a steady path like it really like kept me kept me in a good space and so I started running more um and I was actually training for a big event kind of later that year but I really found my groove with running and uh, for people listening that know uh, what I mean by that, you know, when you sort of hear about this runner's high that people get, yeah. <laughs> I, I finally know what that means because you kind of run not for the sake of actually doing the exercises for the, for the enjoyment of actually just being outside and having those endorphins running around yeah. and feeling really good about yourself. So running for me kept me in a really good place. And when I had bad days, I'd know, okay, I'd just go for a walk or a run and I'd, I'd actually feel pretty good about myself. And so I kind of kept this kind of level playing field for most of lockdown. But throughout the whole time, I, I met people who also were in that same boat and I shared my story. And what I started to learn was that loads of people aren't, aren't coping very well. Yeah. So fast forward to kind of, you know, February of this year, um, I was on this new app Clubhouse, which is just taking the world by storm, it seems, or the iPhone storm, uh, iPhone <laughs> users by storm. And um I saw this this guy called JP de Villiers, who's, uh, who's another coach, and he ran 50 kilometers while being live on Clubhouse to raise money for a charity he, he cares about. And I thought that I was like, that's really cool. You know, you're leveraging this really amazing technology to basically bring all these people from around the world together yeah. um, for a great cause. So it got me got me thinking. I was like, well, I can run and maybe, maybe I can do something similar. And so then, and as if by magic, literally two days later, 
a friend of mine messaged me to say, hey, there's this event coming up on the 13th of March. Um, and we are basically it's called Dawn to Dusk. And we you have to sort of run as a team and try yeah. and do as many kilometers as you can in a day. So from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And I just thought, right, I can join these two up somehow. You know, I can do, maybe I can run as many mile, as many kilometers as I can a day, as well as doing on Clubhouse and raise some money for charity. Let's do this. And so then the pl- the seed was planted and I basically went on Clubhouse and Instagram and just put it out there. I just said, yeah. guys, I'm going to run 100K in a day. And it kind of sounded good coming off the tongue. You know, yeah. it's that sort of sounded good in my head. And then I kind of realized what I was setting myself well, up for. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and then the logistics of it all started to set in of like, kind of how am I going to do this? How am I going to run around London for how many hours it's going to take me to do that? you know, with like on a, on a phone call, essentially the entire time yeah. while people are sort of fundraising. So anyway, I went into like project management mode and I just started like doing it. And in between all this, I, I, I moved house. So that wasn't exactly the, <laughs> the, the, the easiest way to do things, but um, it, it got to the point where I, yeah, got to the day and, and, and we, yeah, we ended up doing 14 hours of literally wow. constant movement around London and we raised 2,300 I think it's at an hour maybe even climbing more than that to for charity for mind and what was really interesting is that the, the collaboration between not just myself and the people on the call but also I went through my own mental and physical and emotional barriers to get through that day yeah. and so did everyone else on the call you know everyone else in that in that um, clubhouse room they were sharing they were supporting you know, we, we coined the, we coined the term cuddle puddle, which was basically kind of what it was, this virtual cuddle puddle of people. And, and we, we, we did it, you know, and there was, there was some moments in that call and I wish I'd recorded it because it was such a beautiful conversation around people sharing their stories and being super vulnerable. But ultimately what we did was we opened up a conversation about mental health and how it's actually, you know, something that we all need to address. Yeah. Um, the vaccine is going to get rid of COVID one day but it's not going to get rid of people's mental health as a long-term effect. And I think that was my That's biggest powerful. mission. Yeah. That's really and, powerful. And, but, it, but it's, it's kind of true. And I think that the people don't realize that that's the way it's going to work until it kind of hits them in the face. Yeah. And, you know, when we are back into normality, whatever that looks like in, let's say a year's time, there's going to be people that are just going about the normal days. And then there's going to be a huge group of people who are not okay yeah. And we're not going to know about them because as we all know, mental health isn't a, isn't something we can see. It's not something that we, we know. It's not like we walk down the road and see someone with crutches and a broken leg and we know what's yeah, wrong with them. You know what's wrong. We are in a position where we don't know. And that's, what's really important. So the conversation element of it was, was really important to me. And, you know, being a communications coach, I kind of thought I need to sort of create this conversation. I need to create, yeah. get the communication out there in the best way I know how and, and sort of used my, I suppose my networking skills, but also the fact that I just put, put the seed into the ground one day and let it just grow. And geez, yeah. it grew, you know, it became a big, <laughs> a big tree over, over a couple of weeks. Um, and it's still growing now. So, you know, even, even talking to people like yourself and, and sort of other, other people I've shared the story with, it's this knock on effect, which I was trying to achieve that kind of allows the, the event and the, and the purpose of the movement to keep moving on on from just when we when we did the actual run itself so yeah it was a really really cool really cool day and really got us thinking about you know what what else can we do and how else yeah. can we keep this conversation going it is incredible like as soon as i saw it i was like wow like i was very surprised <laughs> that 
you were doing it all on Clubhouse because I just thought I kind of put myself in your shoes for a minute because like these people aren't going to want to listen to me like heavily breathing down the phone for this amount of time. But the fact that you've done that many kilometers in, I mean, from getting up at like running at 6am and running in the evening, I know obviously it's still running, but are two different things. Like I started the lockdown being very like, you know, like doing the 5k challenges, like getting up in the morning, so motivated. And like a lot of other people like that, kind of motivation my mental health dipped and it was just all energy all kind of like motivation was just like nope it's not there so the fact now we're kind of I hope I hope we really are on the way out of this like I've, I really do obviously no one knows what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks couple of months but there is like an element of fear and I think whether you kind of want to admit it or not the world as we know it doesn't really exist anymore and there's no one that you can kind of turn to to say like oh what's it going to look like what's it you know I'm worried about this but because no one knows so the fact that now there's people like yourself having these kinds of conversations and forcing it to the front of people's kind of minds Mm -hmm. for such an incredible cause is phenomenal because it's conversations like this and movements like yours that are waking people up to the fact that yes we've been through this global pandemic which is tough it's devastated it's killed people but there's also a very ugly kind of don't want to say disease but this very ugly kind of thing going on that is without sounding very kind of dramatic with it but it's killing a hell of a lot more people Mm. and it's stuff like this. Like, it gives me so much passion and I, I count my blessings on a daily basis. I get to have these conversations yeah. because it's, it's incredible. I completely agree with you. The, the, the thing I keep saying is that those of us that can, you know, have to do the things for those that can't. Yeah. Right. And that, and that in itself is just the crux of this whole thing is that, you know, people like yourself and I can actually talk about this openly because yeah. we are in a place to be able to do so you you have a great platform to be able to, to share this stuff on you know i've got two feet and i was able to run and do things like that for it yeah but there are lots and lots of people out there who are just not talking about it and that's really sad because you know i was always taught as a as a boy when my mum said you know if you've got a problem it's better a problem shared as a problem half right yeah and that's always stuck with me because you always think that a problem is bigger than it than it than it is, and when you keep it to yourself, it really does kind of fester, and it and it does sometimes become this over overarching, encompassing yeah. thing that just takes over. So, talking about it is the first thing you know that we need to do. But the second thing as well is that people aren't actually aware of what mental health is. You know, I, yeah. I'm I'm going to hold my hand up and say that mental health for me used to be quite a broad subject, and of course mm-hmm. it is. But it's like saying, oh, I've got an illness you know, or I've got, I'm going to the doctors or I'm going to eat some food. You know, there's so many subtypes of that. Yeah, I think people don't necessarily understand that mental health can be something very, very small or very, very large and kind of spotting the difference between them. So what we talked about on the day, which was really kind of like a a really good thread that that sort of stitched the whole day together was about asking people how they actually are and, and actually meaning it. So a good example was when, you know, as Brits, as we, as we like to say, we, you know, we sort of say, oh, hi there, mate, how are you? And, and, and it's just, it's just like 
throwaway comment. We might yeah, as well you just carry on walking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't you don't really expect an answer to that. But we need to sort of really stop doing that and actually ask people, especially the people that are close to us, you know, yeah. like, how are you? And when they brush it off, which most people do, it's like, yeah, I'm fine. So like, you, you know, what's really going on? Are you, yeah. are you, are you okay? You know, and always ask twice. Yeah, but it's it's so difficult because I think people feel weird or awkward doing so because they're like, well, who am I to ask you again whether you're actually okay? Yeah. But actually, I mean, I know if I got asked twice, it would make me think twice. So therefore, it would actually make me think, oh, this person cares enough to ask twice, so I'm going to care enough to answer twice and therefore kind of maybe give a bit more information about what's actually going on. And, yeah. you know, people have asked me in the past, how are you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? And it's like, no, how are you? And I'll sort of say, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I've had, you know, I've had some few this and, and you start yeah. getting into a bit more of a dialogue. And that's the important bit. That's the bit we need to start doing more of because the, the moment you get into a bit more of a dialogue, that's the moment things start to open. And that's the moment when people start to realize that either they are not okay or they may be doing better than they thought they were. And that's mm. the, and that's the sort of the, the interesting thing is that there's no, there's no uh, kind of benchmark, so to speak, of where people where people are. You know, yeah. I could ask you a question and say, how are you? And you could say, yeah, I'm fine. Then you could ask me the same thing and I could tell you where I'm at. I'm at and it might be like really high above where you are or really low below where you are. So that would give you a different impression either way. It would be yeah. like, oh, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. Or maybe I'm ooh, actually I'm better than I thought I was, you know, but you wouldn't know that until you have something to compare it against. So you know, that's why it's so important to ask these questions. And it's so easy to kind of like hide away, obviously, with the fact that we're all still in confinement and in lockdowns yeah. and all sorts of things. It's it's become too normal, in my opinion. You know, people aren't even talking about the date we come back out again. It's like, for like this random date in the future that no one cares yeah. about. Whereas before, I swear, we were like crossing off calendars every <laughs> day. So, you know, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it, it really is an issue that we, we need to sort of address and, thing is i'm 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 one human you're one human but i think the, the benefit of what we do live in today which is the technological age and we have yeah. incredible amounts of opportunity to be able to spread uh, not just good news but also just like information yeah. i think we should be we should be harnessing it more you know um, oh definitely it's a great example twitter facebook instagram even though they've got their sort of like double-edged swords and mm -hmm. they can be a little bit detrimental to people's mental health they are a good vehicle for getting kind of more people involved and more messages out there. So yeah, I really believe that it's conversations like this that we're having that will hopefully go into somebody's ears and let them then have a conversation with somebody else, which then passes it on and yeah. it becomes it becomes just a, a constant moving, you know, snowball that that picks up speed and 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 size. I I'm here for that. And it is like you know, you meant you touched upon like social media there. Like it is such a powerful tool that especially in this whole isolation period that we're you know we're all in of connecting with people that you never thought you would ever in a million years connect with so it's just like and I think I, d I used to think it was just like a typical British thing but I think it is like an actual world thing but we we don't kind of want to open up because we don't want to show that sign of weakness we don't want mm. to you know admit that vulnerability but 
I can honestly tell you from personal experience, and I've spoke about it so many times like on this show, and the fact that when you admit that vulnerability and kind of accept that, yeah, the world's a very scary place, but the more you fear it and let it consume you, the bigger the effect it's going to have on your you know, mental health and physical health. Yeah. It's okay to be scared. Like the thought of this whole thing opening up again and the world getting back to some kind of normality, I'm, I'm genuinely petrified. When that roadmap got announced, my anxiety, literally, I had to go back on medication for it because I didn't know what was going to happen. And it was that fear. But again, I'm going to stand here now and say it was open opening up and talking about it i then connected with like three other people like yeah i'm feeling like this and this is how the snowball starts and this is why these conversations are so important movements like yours are important it's because it's getting people talking it's bringing it to the fore it's admitting that you know i'm kind of almost sick of hearing it and sick of saying it but it is really important is it is okay not to be okay you know, it has become like a little bit like of a trend, but we can sit here and say it all day, every day, because it is. And, you know, the longer we keep talking about it, I just hope to God it just keeps sinking in with people because, you know, sliding to those DMs and, you know, admitting that I need that little bit of help. You know, you couldn't build the Eiffel Tower on your own. There was a lot of people helping to bring that up and now it's one of the most famous landmarks and i don't know why i went with the Eiffel tower <laughs> it just popped into my head but <laughs> it's yeah you're absolutely it's right <laughs> yeah it's true it's absolutely true the um you know the the fact that you know the the, the whole it's 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 okay to not be okay is that it's trending but that's you know in a way it's better than it not being trending you know definitely even though it's it's uh even these movements create create noise because people get on board and that's that's better than it not being you know heard at yeah. all which i think is really important um one thing i just wanted to talk about with you just mentioned about the kind of going out back back from when we we have sort of when we're allowed to yeah i read this this thing in the paper a few weeks ago about fogo fear of going out, of going out. <laughs> and it's and it's this it's such a it's such a you know it's a almost a comical coined term but yeah. it's actually very real you know mm -hmm. so what, how do you feel about going out once everything goes back to, to normality? Do you know what? I think because the reason why it hit me so hard is that I'm a very sociable person. I love being around people. I love, you know, connecting and, you know, meeting and having these kind of conversations. But the version of, this is going to sound so cheesy, but the version of Taylor that went into lockdown like a year ago isn't the same version of Taylor coming out. Like my career has completely changed. As soon as I'm able to, I'm, I've now got a job in New York. So that in itself is huge. So I'm going off, you know, I'm doing that. But then even from like a mindset and confidence and mental health point of view, I've learned so much about myself. I've kind of allowed use the pandemic to really process things so now i'm kind of going out of this lockdown as a kind of brand new person and it's, it's really weird but that's the only kind of way i can explain it but i'm excited don't get me wrong i'm very very excited but it is that like oh you know well, what is going to happen next 
but I can't wait. I just want to go to a festival and a, like, a gig. That's all I'm looking forward to. That That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, look, it, I completely agree with you. And I think amazing, amazing congratulations on the job, by the way. That'd be great when you can finally you. Uh, get over there. Um, yeah, the, we, we had some conversation about this last Saturday and there were so many people that were saying how it's it's not necessarily about the going out bit that's going to be the hard bit. It's a, it's going to be the, the people that you normally go out with and how everybody yeah. else feels about it. Yeah. And the word patience came up quite a lot because, you know, my group of friends of say let's six, six of us or whatever have, you know, gone out and had fun and done yeah. what done over the years in, <clears throat> in London. And there's going to be a few of them. If, if maybe not all of them who all have a different opinion as to what going out means. Yeah. For me now, you know, I've, I've, um, I've been sober pretty much since the beginning of lockdown. I'm coming up to sort of wow. like almost, almost a year now, which I'm really excited about, but that was something that has really helped me, like really helped me. That is um, a huge achievement. Like, thank you. Fair yeah, play it's, to you. it's been, it's, it's one of those things I've always drunk, like, you know, I'm 31, come at 32 yeah. and I've, I've always drunk, right. That's just been part of my makeup, so to speak. Yeah. And I always thought that it was part of who I was. And the, when I realized that actually I was, first of all, not obviously making any money back in the beginning of lockdown because I didn't have any work. Yeah. And I thought, practically thought like, okay, well, I need to save money because I don't know how long this is going to last. So what, what are the things I'm spending money on that aren't that I don't need? And alcohol was obviously top of that yeah. list. So I thought, right, I'll stop this for a bit. And it just kind of just continued. And I actually felt amazing as, of, as a result of giving it up. And I've done sp- like spouts of sobriety in the past, like yeah. a month here, a month there, but never anything as long as this. And I can safely say it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. Wow. It, it, it's just made me feel so much cleaner and clearer about what I want and how I do things. And it's helped me set up, you know, my, my, my current business and just all sorts of amazing things. Um, but we digress. The, 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 the reason I say that is because the friends I used to go out with, or my friends, I, you know, the friends I have are going to want to, as soon as everything opens up again, go on a big fat bender. Let's be honest, yeah. you know, because <laughs> that's what people have missed and go to festivals, like you said. And so there's going to be this element of like, okay, I'm wanting to go out with my friends yeah. because of course I do. But, but, but in what capacity do what they want that to look go? Like? Exactly. What does that look like? Is it a, you know, dinner and a bottle of wine at the local pizza restaurant, or is yeah. it a session down the Weatherspoons, or is it a festival for two days in, you know, you know Leeds or something, wherever, yeah. you know, I, I don't know what that looks like yet. And so there's that, there's that sort of underlying anxiety around, I want to see my friends, but I'm not sure whether I'm happy to be the one that goes, oh, guys, I don't, I, I'm not actually that comfortable with going out to this place because of that reason. And, you know, other people don't necessarily make me anxious. I think it's more that what what I'm not used to. And I think it's yeah. going to take, because I've, I've not actually been sober in, I suppose, a normal life yet because yeah. I went during lockdown. So it's that kind of, I'm going to have to adapt. And I think there's going to be a lot of my friends who are also in that boat and having to sort of really think about, okay, they're going to have to be patient and kind with everyone. And sort of almost, it's going to create, I think, two camps. I think it's going to be camps of like people that are super ready to just get back to normal and just yeah. like go for it. And then there's going to be other people that are like, oh, you know what? I actually can't risk it because either my friends or my family or somebody in my life has is still at risk. And yeah. like, we don't know if this vaccine works yet. Like it hasn't actually proven. So therefore there's this underlying kind of doubt around it. Mental health, of course, you know, there's all these things that are kind yeah. of like thrown into the mix. And so 
it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how people deal with that. And I think there's going to be a, a huge sort of shift between maybe not friends breaking up, so to speak, but there's definitely going to be a change in how people hang out dynamics moving forward of big time. friendship groups, relationships, even like family, like relationships, everything has changed. And I think the fact, like, I'm actually a little bit taken aback. Like I'm, I take my hat off if I well, if I was wearing one to anyone who has kind of committed to anything like that because it is a huge lifestyle change you know we've been forced into this kind of huge lifestyle change but I have such admiration for people who have then like Do you know what at first obviously it was a necessity obviously financially but then to kind of stick with it and be like no and then now to be like nearly a year on feeling so healthy and clearer and fair play to you like that is thank you a huge huge achievement thank you yeah i think look sobriety is something that i i I don't talk that much about i think it's part of i think for me it's 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 still very new in comparison to a lot of other people that have been sober for a long time so i sort of feel like i'm still finding my feet with how life is and as i said before i haven't actually been in you know a normal world so to speak with with my sobriety so that's also going to be challenging when it comes along but I think it all adds into the melting pot of kind of like understanding yourself as a human. And, you know, my background in coaching is all about understanding people. It's all about understanding kind of what you want and how you're going to get there. And doing a lot of self-reflection on myself over the last kind of few weeks and months and years has been, has led me to the point where I actually think I know myself better than I ever thought I did. Yeah. And it's weird because when I was, you know, in my twenties, I thought I knew myself inside out back yeah. to front I was like, yeah <laughs> this is me and i do this and do that but actually in, in hindsight like i had no idea like no idea and i probably will continue to learn about myself and when i'm in my 40s i'll look back and go i didn't know who i was in my 30s you know it's just that's the power of life um there's a really really cool story that i, I heard on a podcast a couple of years ago from a guy called benjamin hardy Benjamin Hardy basically is an organizational therapist. He's like, a, he's a doctor. He's, he's you know, yeah. really good at this, what he does. And he talks about this, this experiment that they did where they asked a hundred people, um, are you the same person that you are today that you were 10 years ago? And most people were like, no, of course not. I'm a different person. I've moved, I've changed, whatever. Right. He then asked the same group of people. Okay are you going to be the same person you are today in 10 years time? And what do you think most people said? Probably said, yes, I'm guessing. Exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So most people said, yeah, of course I will be, you know, I'm, I'm in a good place right now. Why wouldn't I be? And, and what it basically says is that people don't think about where they're going to be in the future. They just look at what they've learned from the past. So, you know, we, we create wow. our experiences from, the past experiences right we, we create what's going to happen in the future from from the past because ho- all history is really is just a collection of random events yeah. you know if you if you think about it the, the, the world wars that we've had didn't happen consecutively every five years or whatever it was they just happened and they went in a history book so therefore it's history so therefore to predict the future is ridiculous it's like if, if a stockbroker comes to you and says i know this stock's going to go up he's lying to you because he doesn't yeah. know he's just speculating right so if you look at it from that point, we've got the past that's happened and we've got the future that's going to happen. All we've got right now is the present moment. And, and what we do in the present moment is, the, is is so important because that will shape the future and it will tell the past, right? So when it comes to kind of moving out of this lockdown, moving out of this, this whole pandemic, 
you know, what we do today is going to be super important for how we live the rest of our lives. And this is why, again, it comes back to the mental health talk. It comes back to kind of looking after ourselves. It comes down to kind of really doing some introspective work. Because when we look inside ourselves and understand what we really, really want, we're able to then kind of design what happens for the next few days. You know, your podcast, for example, you could sit down and go, right, I really want to have these five guests on my podcast. And if that was what you wanted for the future and wanted to be able to look back on, yeah. then you'd know how to make that happen because you'd, you'd have a design and a, and a format and you wouldn't just be leaving it to default, so to speak. You wouldn't just be yeah. like letting it be like, oh, I'll just wait for people to come to me. So that that's that's a way you can look inside yourself for your, for your work. But if you're looking inside for, for, for you, you could say, right, where do I want to be in three years' time? Do you want to be in New York? Do you want to be working in this, this industry? Do you want to be living in this place? Do you want to be, you know, having this sort of lifestyle? And if, and if you can really visualize that and think about that, you can then work backwards from that and go, cool. So what do I need to do in order to get to that place? And this, you know, this is, this is very big thinking kind of stuff, but when, it, when people are struggling in a mental health aspect, they, they don't have that ability. And I, and I, yeah. I believe that people need the help in order to be able to help them see kind of the way out because, with with mental health i think and i'm being very generalized here but th there is normally people are in a place where they just don't see a way out or they're like i'm yeah. just really struggling so it's kind of like having those positive conversations with people and and having them in a way that really means something to the person you're talking to that can actually sometimes help someone just go oh yeah okay you're right actually if i wanted to be here in a year's time then i just need to maybe stop this or start that or yeah. pick up more of this or pick up more of that and that can sometimes just help the the sort of the ball roll in the right direction rather than the wrong direction. Mate, I <laughs> I apologize here because I completely got lost in everything that you just said. Like that is genuinely some of the best advice like I've ever listened to. Like I'm a little bit lost for words and taken back. Like it is incredible. And I kind of in that short space of time I was then my, my my the cogs were turning in my head like well yeah okay you're hearing this conversation at the right time for me personally and I know there's people that listen to this show who have very similar feelings to with like that I do sorry about certain aspects of their life so the fact now this advice has come along at exactly the right time because now is the time to be you know having these kind of conversations with yourself because you know we are in this horrible generation of comparing and you know look what they have you know i want that but now's the time to actually take a step back look at what you want and like you just said you know work backwards how do i get to that point not what everyone else is doing if i want that kind of lifestyle i want that job i want that guest on the show it's it's down to me to make those changes that's, oh, I don't know. I've, I've, it's kind of gave me like goosebumps. It was brilliant. <laughs> well, I'll be, expect, I'll, I'll be expecting uh, your, your hit list, so to speak, in the next few weeks. And yes. Make it, make it, make it happen. I'll, I'll be watching out for it. I'll be watching out for it. But yeah, look, it, it, it's, it's so true. I think that you know, I, I, I use this this phrase a lot, um, and I have done ever since I started coaching, which is life by design, not by default. And that can be used in any way, shape or form that you kind of that you like it. But what it really means is that you're just you're basically mapping out what it is that, that you want to, to achieve. And, yeah. you know, for those that are watching, you'll see what I'm doing here. But for those that are listening, if you imagine an, an X and a Y graph, right, 
and on the on the y graph you've got kind of like achievement and then on the on the on the uh, x graph you've got time right most people would have a linear kind of just it would just go up at a normal, yeah. normal pace because over time you'll achieve more right but if you start thinking of life by design rather than default you'll get to a point where that will suddenly just spike and rocket ship up into the sky. And so the yeah. time that you spend will actually be not that much, but actually the achievement that you, you achieve will be really, really high. And it's because the moment you start actually putting actions in place in order to be able to do the things you want to do, things happen. They really do. And, you know, to kind of loop back around to where we started, the reason I did this run was because I decided one day that I'd do the run and I, laid that seed i just told someone you know the accountability side of it is just so powerful and i think so many yeah. people underestimate the power of accountability and i just said to a few people this is what i'm thinking of doing do you think it's possible a you know i needed a bit of i needed a bit of clarification and a bit of support from people before i even decided it was done. and they were like yeah i think i think it is i mean if you think you can do that that distance then sure why not and then i had some amazing people help me a friend of mine called called craig and another friend called connor spent all day on the call with me 14 hours they're on on the call and they held wow. they held the room together so for, for those of that have been on clubhouse you know it's it's all about kind of moderators and speakers and you got to bring people up and the conversation needs to keep going because that's that's essentially what it yeah. is so me running you know there were times when i was puffed or i was just you know too windy or whatever so i wasn't always able to chat but they were able to hold it together so the fact that i put it out there they then jumped on the bandwagon i kept they kept me accountable and I kept them accountable. And so there's this amazing synergy where we just essentially helped each other up <clears throat> this huge mountain that we were climbing. And, and it was a, it was a, it was a great, great achievement. And, um, you know, it's that, it's like that expression. If you, if you want to go, if you want to go far, no, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. And, and it's so true because you wow. can always go a lot further with people if they're in the right headspace and the right place as, as you, you know, and Definitely. the wonderful thing about what happened last Saturday was that <clears throat> everyone joined together for the sake of mental health awareness. So there were people in, in obviously different places around the world and also in different headspaces around the world, yeah. but they all came together under the same umbrella because they felt safe enough to be able to be in that space. And, you know, that's what was so beautiful about it. And I think that the reason I chose mind charity, as I said, was because of that reason it's that, they help people and support people that are kind of in that space and wanting yeah. to just like talk about what's going on. And so it, it just sometimes, you know, and I, I say this with a, I say this with a sort of, like I'm not a pinch of soul, but sort of, you know, people are capable of a lot more than they, they put, they, they give themselves credit for, you know, yeah. and I, I, ha I hold my hand up and say this all the time that I still surprise myself sometimes when I do things, whether it's, running hundred K or, you know, getting up at 6am for a run or, or, or doing a, starting a business, whatever it is. Like I surprise myself on a daily basis. Um, but there are people who may be listening to this or know people who are listening to this, who don't necessarily know what they're capable of because they're just not in the right headspace. And so what I'd like to say to those people is when you take a step back and actually look at what you've achieved. So take a step back from the mountain of value that you are standing on. And just 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 respect it for a second and look at what you've done to this point and become almost like your best friend for a second and go, hey, you know, you've achieved all this stuff. You've done this amazing thing. You've come from that place that suddenly just turns that kind of anxiety into like gratitude for yourself and appreciation for yourself. 
And then from there, you can start to really see you in a self in a different light and you can start really going, okay, actually, yeah, you're right. I have started a podcast and now I can talk to amazing guests because I've got this platform or, you know what? Yeah, now now I have stopped drinking so I can actually, you know, be a bit more cleaner with my health and whatever else, you know, there's so many avenues that you could explore this, but it sometimes just takes talking to the people closest to you to help you realize that you are that person. Yeah, it's powerful when you can when you can get it right. I don't know what to say. That is probably the exact thing that I needed to hear because it's something that I I struggle with is giving myself that gratitude and you know really appreciating like you know you've done this you've done really well here. So again, I think I'm, I was supposed to hear that today. So <laughs> thank you. It's, it's true like you know taylor your 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 podcast is something that you've created out of nothing you know nobody asked you to create it nobody told you to create it you wanted yeah. to create it so in that respect you know you should be super proud of yourself because you've done something that you said that you know you've done something you, a you set out to do but more more than than you ever thought you would do and so you've got this great platform to use and you know I think that we all suffer from this thing called proximity bias, which yeah. is basically where we're so close to the thing that we're good at, we don't actually see how good it is. And when you talk to people like me or anyone that yeah. you know, and you find you find yourself kind of talking about what you're good at, people then share it with you and go, yeah, man, you're awesome at that. And and that's when you suddenly start to see the fact that the big mountain you're standing on, that's when you're like, oh, Oh yeah, actually I am standing on this really cool thing. And and it's only then when those like those doors start to unlock and you're like, oh actually, yeah, I am capable of a lot more than I think I am. So yeah, it's it's a process though. And I think that the more people, the more people support each other. And you know, for everyone listening, if you've got a friend or a partner or a family member or anyone you, you just know that you think has had a bit of a a sort of a downturn on the on their capabilities or their or their p- potential that's the, that's the time when you reach out to them and say hey man hey what's going on what what's 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 yeah. what's happening in your life right now you know how are you and all those questions because that's that's when you know someone is capable of a bit more than they actually are giving themselves credit for Do you know one of my my final question was going to be have you got any like advice for anyone who might be sure but that again is just probably the perfect way but I want to kind of loop it back again a little bit, just for anyone who does not need that little bit of kind of gentle push in the right direction, that little bit of coaching, where can people find you if they were wanting to, you know, have this conversation further with yourself, you know, obviously you've got this incredible new business now, where can people find out more about that? Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for asking. Um, So I, spend most of my time on Instagram. Uh, so my Instagram is at Jack W Ravel. Um, and I'm also quite, quite a lot of time on clubhouse at the moment, just obviously talking and sharing, uh, insights like today and talking about mental health and other things like that. So best places to find me there, the handles are the same on, on both yeah. platforms in terms of my coaching. Um, so I, I, on, on the surface, I work with people who are, wanting to become more confident in their business or in their life uh, to be able to show up in whether it be online on a zoom call or to pitch a business on a, on a Google meets, or even just to like have a conversation with someone on, on a WhatsApp or whatever it might be. I help people with that confidence communication element. Um, in terms of other aspects of coaching, I've worked with people from, you know, helping them kind of start businesses all the way through to kind of getting over 
you know, hardships and pain. So I, I, I work with lots of people who are just in need of wanting to be better and wanting to kind of be the best versions of themselves. Um, so yeah, if anyone's listening, wants to check out my stuff, Instagram is, is the place to go and see, and, uh, you can get in touch with me. My DMS are always open as they say. I, I think it's incredible. And I know it sounds like I'm being very like fangirly, but it is, I take so much away from these kind of conversations and they are so incredibly powerful and the stuff that I learn not only about myself, but about other people and their determination and, you know, hearing their journey and what they've been able to turn this into, it, it blows my mind, like almost like on a daily basis. So thank you so much for joining me for a waffle. Yeah, I've, I've genuinely, I've, I've loved having you on. It's, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It's it, yeah, I, I've loved having the chat and it's, it's for me, it's, it's, it's wonderful to connect with like-minded individuals like yourself who not only are doing great things such as your podcast, but also open to conversations about doing great things as well. Cause I think that that's really important for other people to understand that it's okay to talk about doing other things in life other than what's going on right now. You can talk about the future. You can talk about what's happening kind of, uh, you know, where you want to be. So yeah, appreciate the, uh, appreciate the invite on here, Taylor. It's been great. Anytime. And you are welcome back anytime. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Next time, bring waffles though, because uh, that, that, that would be better. <laughs> Let <everyone down>. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Huge thank you to my very special guest this week, the incredible Jack. Make sure you check out his socials for his incredible journey. And if you need that little bit of a confidence boost. As always, if you like what you heard, hit subscribe and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.